0: As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. That scripture is coming from Psalms chapter 71, verse 14. So welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level, guys. I can't believe it. We're in the middle of December. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is December 9th, but Christmas is two weeks away. So we're technically in the middle of December. And... I just felt that this scripture was definitely needed because think about it, y'all. We have made it this whole entire year. God felt fit to see us still be here. And I don't know about y'all, but with all the craziness that's been going on this year, so many deaths from left to right, just finding out another person has passed away, it, it can be disheartening. And I just thank God that I'm still here, that he still says that I still have time left to still serve him and do what I'm supposed to do for him. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm doing my little shout right now because I'm going to continue to praise him even more because I'm I'm alive. One, I'm healthy. One, two, he's still blessing me, still able to have food, clothes on my back place to live, I thank him and I'm gonna praise him. So, enough about my soapbox, I'm gonna hop off the soapbox. But can you guys guess what career we're gonna be talking about based off this clip that I'm about to play? Okay, it's time to push. No, I can't, I can't, I can't push anymore, I
1: can't.
0: I yes, can't. you can't. No, I can't, I'm dying, I'm done. I can't. Okay, okay, uh, but, but think of all those women you no, were talking about, the women that do this every no, day. I Today I have the honor and privilege to interview Lindsay and she is a certified birth and postpartum doula and most people don't know what that is so I'm gonna have Lindsay share her story um, and also give you some tips if you're wanting to become a doula. So how are you doing today Lindsay.
1: I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And you are absolutely right. There's a lot of people that don't know what a doula is, what they do, and if they need one. I was actually really shocked that a lot of people
0: didn't know what they, what it is. I'm raising my hand up a little bit because I didn't either. So I'm curious <laughs> to um, get some of my burning questions answered as well. So let's just jump into it what Uh is a doula I tried to do a little bit of research um Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of talk between midwife is a doula that they're the same thing Mm -hmm. but I I don't think that's true so (laughs) is there a difference between a midwife and a doula and what specifically is a doula
1: Okay. So I'll start with the the first question. So yes, there is a difference between a midwife and a doula. And before I started my training, I kind of thought the same thing of like, Oh, a midwife and a doula is the same thing. But you know, the more, you know, as you learn. Um, So what a doula is, is a emotional and physical support person. So they are the person that's there to help the birthing person through their labor, through their pregnancy, and also through the postpartum period. So that means that they're helping them emotionally to get through labor in the calmest, most positive way possible. They're there to be that additional support in terms of if they feel like they can't go through with their pregnancy, or if they're having issues with their family or just battling the normal pregnancy emotions. Um, Some people have really great support systems, but they feel like they just need an additional person to talk to. And so a doula would be that person. Doulas are also there to provide information so that um, people who are pregnant are making well-informed decisions. Because there's a lot that I think is kind of glossed over in terms of pregnancy, labor, and even the postpartum period about what a woman can and can't do. I apologize, what a birthing person can or can't do with Mm -hmm. their bodies and what they have the options to do. And so doulas are there to help them make well-informed decisions. And Mm -hmm. in... Um, On the opposite side, a midwife is a nurse who is specialized in midwifery skills. So they like take extra classes after they become a registered nurse to be a midwife. They're the ones that do the clinical tasks. So checking the baby's heart rate, making sure that mom is okay, her vital signs are okay. They're the ones that usually assist in delivering the baby because doulas cannot deliver children. Um, So that's usually what happens. Like that's what a midwife does. She's there for the medical side. And then doulas are there for the more emotional
0: physical side. Okay. I'm glad we got that cleared up because I know I'm not the only one <laughs> that yeah, was a common between question. The difference. <laughs> so yeah. what inspired you to um, become a doula?
1: So I, as a Black woman, have had my fair share of issues within the medical system of not being heard of either doctors or nurses kind of rushing me through appointments or not really answering my questions the way that I needed them answered. So I would always leave kind of feeling like, well, that didn't really help. And um, so I just wanted to be that person that's there to speak up for women or speak up for birthing individuals who... (laughs) don't necessarily have that ability to speak up for themselves, who feel like, okay, well, I don't want to bother this doctor or nurse. I know they're busy. Um, I don't really know what questions to ask. And so I'm the type of person where if I see someone either getting bullied or they aren't being treated fairly, like, okay, well, let's, let's nip this in the bud and solve the problem already. There's no reason why anybody should go into a medical space and feel like they're being a bother feel like they left with their questions not answered or have more questions than answers and so it was really important for me to advocate specifically for um black people the black community in that aspect because there's so many black women who go into the hospital to deliver their children and don't come out or they go in and it's the most traumatic worst experience of their life and it doesn't have to be so that was kind of like my motivation just trying to do my part in the whole social justice scheme of things.
0: I'm so happy that you brought that up because it's been so many stories and a lot of stories that we haven't even heard of, of you know women dying during childbirth because mm-hmm. they're not getting the proper treatment that they should. Um, you know, at the hospitals, you know, doctors aren't providing the way that they should, the way that would do, you know, someone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad and that's really um, a really important thing that I don't think people realize that, you know, that's an important duty. It, mm-hmm. You're, you know, nine months carrying this child and, you know, that could all, you know, be taken away just right. by one small quick you know, moment. So That's really inspiring as to the reason why you pursued uh, to become a doula. Um, So you did bring up the fact that you're there to bring emotional support. um, And I feel like you have to have the right set of skills and the right personality to handle something like that, because you have to deal with, you know, not only the mother, you have to deal with the spouse or the significant other, Or you have to deal with, you know, I assume and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, midwife, doulas, doctors, you're somewhat of a team when it comes time for that birth. Um, So what personality, not personality, what character traits um, would you say would make a great doula? So
1: I think that as long as you are... A person who is open to listen, you have to be a good listener. You have to be selfless in a sense, because a lot of times what the birthing person needs trumps your needs. Like there are even I've only been a doula for about four months now. And there are certain things I've had to miss or reschedule in my life because one of my clients needed me to be there for them. And if you you have to be so you have to be selfless. You have to be non-judgmental. And even if you have your own opinions about how something should go, you have to be willing to let that go. You have to be willing to present the benefits and the risks and whatever the pregnant person chooses, you have to be willing to be okay with that and support that. You have to be very, I don't want to say pushy because that's not the right word but you have to be very stern in yourself and stern in how you interact with your clients because if you let something get brushed under the rug your client isn't going to tell you oh hey wait I don't want this brushed under the rug and some will but there are also some women who are like okay well we didn't talk about it so we're not going to bring it up or you talk about it once and it never comes up again so you have to be able to be forceful in that sense of, hey, I know we talked about this once, but we kind of need to talk about it again because you either forgot or I don't see it happening, Um, especially when it comes to labor and delivery in the medical space. Because even though, yes, doulas are part of the team with the midwife and the doctors, but because you are not actually employed by that hospital, a lot of times you can go ignored or unnoticed just like the mom would. So you have to be willing to say, Hey, let's stop right now. I know you, you have a job to do, but this is what we're doing. This is what we're not doing. And that's the end of it kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, and you also have to be what I'm learning very early on is you have to be patient. You can't be impatient because birth and labor and pregnancies is very, even though it's only nine months, it's a very long process. You have to be willing to go with through the mom with her emotions. You could be talking about the same emotion 36 times in a row. And maybe, maybe the mom still is struggling with that specific emotion. You have to be willing to talk about it again. And I always tell my clients, hey, I know it might be hard to talk to your mom or your significant other or your partner about this emotion or about this problem that you're having. If you need to talk to me about it for the 478th time since we met, let's talk about it again. Because what you need and making sure that you get through it is what matters. So a good okay. listener, patient, um, a little bit selfless, very stern in your in your beliefs and movements to the sense that you don't let your client get overlooked.
0: Mm, um, you did bring up a good point. I didn't even although we you know talked about mid white doulas and doctors somewhat being of a team. I didn't even take into consideration that you're not employed by them so it's kind of like you have to you know be that stepping stone to speak up for your clients so mm-hmm. that that's really yeah. giving me whole new um more appreciation for you know not just you but other mm-hmm. doulas out there because yeah. that's a really important <laughs> role to have
1: yeah it is and one of the ways that i um was also given to a better explain the difference between a midwife and a doula is that that a midwife is employed nine times out of 10 by that hospital. So they're clocking in to do a job. And while they may be amazing at their jobs, I I love midwives. Their jobs are necessary and needed. And I couldn't do my job without them, but they are there to do a job. And nine times out of 10, that job is to deliver the baby as quickly, but as safely as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. And then to also do that without getting sued or getting the hospital sued. So... Mm -hmm you have to keep that in mind of it, it, it may matter to them. It may be very important to them. You may be important to them as this pregnant person, but they're still there to do a job. They're just the person that clocked in that shift that you were in the hospital. Your doula is a person that's been there with you from as early as 20 weeks to the day you go into labor. Um, so that's like a really big difference in my
0: opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you did bring up, um something that and I kind of want to poke your mind if you're open and willing to share. um, But what is your birth philosophy? I know there are certain things that someone who's getting ready to have a child would like and you're there to just educate. But are there some practices such as, you know, having a C-section or something that you don't happily or readily like support?
1: So for me personally, no, I am based because of my personality in general, I am a very what you want to do is what you want to do. It doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to judge you or tell you you shouldn't do it. And that's just how I am in general as a person. If you're not hurting anybody, I could care less what your views and beliefs are. Do you? Um, So I identify as a full spectrum doula which means that no matter what your decisions are for birth, I'm there to support you through them. There are pregnant women who decide to get an abortion. Okay, well, I will be there for you through that. I can still be your doula through that. There are women who need planned C-sections, like you said. I am there for you through your plan C-section. We're going to talk about what your other options are so that you are well-informed about what you're able to do. But at the end of the day, the decision is yours. As long as you are happy with your birthing experience, as long as your baby is healthy, and even if your baby's not healthy, as long as my job got done, however the mom wants to have her birthing experience is how she wants it. Um, the one thing I will say I'm kind of not hard pressed against, but I kind of want to make sure that all options have been explored is kind of doing um, medicated births. So if women want an epidural, um, I'm all for it. If you can't handle the pain, but we're going to talk about what we can do before we get to the epidural. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about natural birthing options. We're going to talk about laboring at home first and then going to the hospital and maybe getting an epidural then um, just because a lot can happen while you're medicated, while you're kind of dizzy and out of it that you may not have control over. And so I just prefer to talk about it first, but at no point would I personally like tell them, oh, you can't have this and you can't have that. There are some doulas i guess who our job is to be as non-biased as possible but as humans it's almost impossible to be completely Mm non-biased um so there are some women who only do postpartum services who only handle like that transition of infant loss and infant death um but like i said i'm full spectrum so my birthing philosophy is whatever helps you have the most positive least traumatic experience
0: that you can have okay So you did talk about, you know, bringing up different options um, for your clients to have. How do you stay current and up to date with your knowledge on different, you know, methods and different practices when it comes to birthing and even during postpartum?
1: So there's, I want to say there's like two or three things that I do. So my first is, it kind of sounds a little immature, but the first thing is social media. Only because it's so constant and so up to date all the time, even though it's not always the most accurate information, it's Mm -hmm. still a starting point of, oh, what is that? I've never heard of this thing that people are talking about on social media. Let me look it up. Um, And then if I don't go through social media, I go through my Facebook groups. So I'm a part of several birth worker Facebook groups. So there's one about breastfeeding, about free birth, which is um, unassisted birth. And then there's also ones like uh, doulas helping black moms specifically. So all of my Facebook groups have a million and one different opinions and ideas and things that people suggest to do. So I also use that as like my starting point of, oh, well, what's this, what's this, what's this? Um, and then also if I need a any advice or any like type of opinions, I go there as well. And then the last thing I do, which is of course the more evidence-based side is I always do a Google search for um, peer reviewed scientific articles. So one of the things I'll do is if I'm looking for a specific topic, like placenta encapsulation is what I recently just looked at. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Google, I literally typed in placenta application and then put um, like peer reviewed evidence-based articles. And so you get all of these reviews, all of these studies and things like that. So it's more evidence-based. And that's usually how I try to stay up to date and consistent with what I'm telling people because of course birth always changes but for the most part it's kind of the same as it always has been like women are still giving birth in the same way it's just how people handle it and what people are doing to cope is kind of what's different
0: got you okay so now that brings me to something that I'm curious about what is your training like because you know anyone can go on the internet and somewhat try to research and try Mm -hmm. to tell someone how they should you know handle their birthing process but Mm -hmm. what is the the courses or the the education portion um to be a um birth and postpartum doula
1: so it's different depending on where you're at so in uh nationally and internationally there is an organization called dona d-o-n-a that trains doulas for birth and postpartum. And I researched them a little bit before I decided to go with the org that I went through. Um, so they're really good and they have like online and also in-person training. I think it's mostly online because of COVID, but normally mm-hmm. it's in-person and it's like two days of eight hour study material. And you learn about birth from beginning to end. Um. For me personally, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, so I went through Birthing Beautiful Communities, which is a Black-owned, Black-run organization that teaches you about um, birth and postpartum doula work. And so originally, like I said, it was going to be two days of eight-hour in-person courses, and but it ended up being three weeks of online work because of COVID, which I honestly prefer. I would rather have more time than not to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I, I got a giant manual and it went over so much, like nine different components from the reproductive cycle and how women can get pregnant to infant loss and NICU um, support. So it, it was so detailed, so um, involved. Like I learned about the history of birth, about African traditions and how they do birth and think how that influences how black Americans give birth and just all of that all the way to, like I said, the very end result, if your child doesn't make it through the pregnancy. So for me, it was very, it was detailed. Like I learned so much. Um, But yeah, it was three weeks of of online training. I got to talk with the women who run the organization and also several other doulas who are already currently doing the work here in Cleveland. So You're right. There are people who are self-taught doulas who just go through, you know, internet and um, searches and self-educating. And most, I will say like 98% of doulas are self-taught only because even going through the two days to get a certification or the three weeks to get a certification, you still have Mm -hmm. to teach yourself kind of. Because that's a lot to take in in two eight-hour sessions. Um, So you're still researching on your own and figuring out what works for you on your own. But... To get certified, you have to go through a specific organization. Donut is like the most widely recognized one. The one mm-hmm. I go went through is um, well recognized in my area. So like all of the big hospitals, so like Cleveland Clinic, UH, UH, Metro Health recognized me as a certified doula. So they would allow me to come in and be a doula instead of just like letting some random person on the street say, hey, I'm a doula and I'm here to help.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. Wow, so yeah. that's amazing. I didn't realize, you know, that there are multiple different networks within being a doula to where you can get information and gain access to do your job successfully. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am curious because you did bring up the fact that you've only been a doula for four months. So what was it like after going through the three weeks of training, you know, you can be prepared, you know, from your courses, but it's nothing like actually having that first client and getting to experience it firsthand. So what was it like, you know, actually coming out of training and doing your job? So for me,
1: it's been kind of it's been kind of difficult kind of not only because of COVID normally what happens and there's a lot of certification programs who require you to go through at least two or three births before you can get your full certification Mm -hmm. um and I would have been able to do that as well had they not you know shut everything down um but since I have finished my certification it's now September um I have five Or three in person clients and two that are kind of virtual. Mm -hmm. And so, honestly, it's been literally since day one hit the ground running. I've used everything that I've been taught, everything that I went through. And even still, I'm still learning and going back through and like, oh, yeah, we did hear about this and we did learn about this. And I'm helping answer questions, like even through my brief interactions on Twitter with my with people asking me questions about it, I'm still, you know, answering questions and women are like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you so much, this has helped me so much. And so even though I wasn't able to get the official oh, three in-person births or two in-person births just yet, I'm still reaping the benefits of the training that I went through because I know so much more. I feel so much more empowered to help these women to answer these questions, to make women feel even just a little bit better about going through
0: birth yeah definitely I'm glad that you um that you brought that up and just you know explaining more about your inspiration and wanting to help these women and you know us black people we we have the habit of not wanting to do the research or you know figuring out things and why the way things are and why people do the things they do Mm -hmm. um So when it comes to, you know, trying to reach out and get a doula, um, most people, um, like I actually had a friend, um, she had her child, I think it's been almost a year Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I don't have any children, but just when the talk comes about with pregnancy mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna do it by myself i just need that epidural girl and i'm gonna be cool mm-hmm. and so now you know with me learning more information about this um not everyone is going to do the research and realize how beneficial this is um so in your opinion what would be the number one um, important benefit to having a doula Okay. So I
1: can't give you a number one benefit only because every woman in every pregnancy is different. So Mm -hmm. what I try to do is figure out what's important to that mom. Um, so there are some women whose biggest priority is, okay, Hey, I want to lose weight as soon as I have the baby. There are some women whose main priority is I don't want to go through the pain or I want to keep my placenta, or I want to make sure that it's completely natural. And so nine times out of 10, whatever a woman wants, a doula can help with. Um, But I guess the number one benefit of having a doula is just a more well-informed, more positive birthing experience. Um, Because even if you decide to do an epidural, you can still have your doula there with you. You can still, have that person there that's saying okay well you know you don't have to just get an epidural right you know there's different pain management um, options that aren't as strong as an epidural Um, so you don't have to be completely out of it while you're going through birth Um, you know that it can wear off while you're going through your labor so that you can feel some type of sensation if you want to. Um, so I guess the main benefit is just being more well-informed, being more secure and safe in your birthing experience, especially as a black woman, that's really important to me. Um, because I had a client who came to me after their appointment and was in tears because they felt like they were not listened to, like their doctor just glossed over their questions and, and they didn't want to ask again because they didn't want to be a bother. And it made me really angry. And I was like, okay, this is not okay. So if as a doula your main job is to make them feel safe and secure and well informed, that that should be the only thing you're focused on then.
0: Wow. I have such a newfound respect. Like <laughs> it's that's a lot to handle. And the fact that you said you have what, three clients in person and mm-hmm. some virtual? Yeah. That, that's a lot dealing with their family and making mm-hmm. sure that you get the necessary information to them and making sure that you're tending to their emotional needs and I'm sure their hormones are just on mm-hmm. ten. <laughs> so like, I really wow, that's that's amazing. So Thank you. no problem. So since you um know what it's like to be in this field and you know just get getting started what would be some advice that you would have to someone who is trying to pursue um becoming a doula
1: so there's two things i would say um just do it (laughs) um i thought about being a doula about a year and a half ago and i kind of stalled on it because i was like oh that's something that i'll just do later and i didn't realize that it was not necessarily so simple but that i could start as soon as i did um and then also just any fears any worries any questions that you have about being a doula kind of just quiet them in your mind um, because they're not real um, when i first finished my training i was so nervous because i was like i am 26 years old i have no children um i am just this small little thing what am i who's gonna want me to be their doula i don't even how am i gonna get clients And Mm -hmm. there was another girl who asked me and she was like, how am I going to get clients when I'm only like 20 years old? Nobody's going to want me. And I was like, okay, well, let's pull it back and think there are other 20 year olds who may want someone their age because they want to relate to that person. There are teenagers who are currently pregnant who may want your help because you are now five or six years older than them and can still help them. You have this wealth of knowledge that even their parents might not have. Um... So if you want to be a doula, honestly, I would say just go for it, but make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and you're well prepared for it. Because even though so far I really haven't had any negative experiences, it is a very emotional period. Yes, the, the women or the birthing individuals are going through their emotions, but you also have to deal with potentially losing a child or losing a mother um, through your work. Like, it may may not be your fault, but you still have to deal with that. You still have to um, deal with the significant other, the partner. You still have to deal with the family and all of their things that they have going on. And you have to kind of figure out how to navigate it all. So make sure that you're doing it with the intent of just supporting the person. Make sure you're doing it with the intent of supporting the person and not just doing it so, oh, I can tell women what to do and I I know what's best for these women. You don't know what's best for these women. The women know what's best for them. So even as a doula, um, I don't know everything. I don't know what's best for each woman until they tell me.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm like, I'm ready to like, once we get up this call, like, you up know, like, guess what I learned today? But wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, I really, you know, you hear about certain things briefly that you're, you know, not aware of and you know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, like, you know, they do this, that's cool. But I'm really just like taking this all in. And this is actually something really inspirational and really um, amazing to hear about. And honestly, seeing I'm glad that more Black women are trying to be there and make sure that they, you know, take a stand in in place of women who are afraid to use their voice or are trying to and and they're not able to be heard so I really do appreciate you um and the work that you're doing and four months you know that may not seem like a a long time to most but just the dedication even trying to get it your certification you know during the time that we're in Mm -hmm. that's really amazing and I the utmost respect and I really am glad that I was able to hear your story but as we wrap up um, I'm just wanting to see pick your brain and see what your goals are um, you know starting this this journey and this career um, only in a small amount of time like where do you see yourself within the next year the next five years
1: Um. so I originally started out, I am a nutritionist, and so I want to be a pregnancy and lactation nutritionist. And so Mm -hmm. I figured I could tie that into my birth work because nutrition is extremely important while you're pregnant and while you're lactating. And it's actually one of the larger proponents of the complications that women have while they're pregnant. So, you know, hypertension, gestational diabetes, um, all of those issues are also nutrition related. And of course, you know every—it's not always the most glaring option. Sometimes it just happens because it does. But the better that a person eats, the better that their health outcomes are. So I want to be focused on nutrition and lactation, um, or pregnant and nutrition, pregnancy and lactation nutrition. Um, while I do my birth work, it's going to be like know. my specialty. So right now I am in the process of getting my master's in nutrition. I should graduate within the next two or three years with that. Um, In terms of like five years, I honestly don't know because I don't really want to like open my own like agency or business or anything for birth work. Mm -hmm. I will probably just continue being a doula in my part time. Um, I'm not sure. And then I kind of want to move out of the country. So it would be me doing birth work in another country. So I'm not really even sure what I want to do in the next five years. I'm trying to take everything day by day and focus on, I guess the nine months that I have between each uh, client.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, I wish you nothing but success, um, in your journey. Mm -hmm. um and not trying to tell you what you should pursue but (laughs) your videos on instagram are very very important and i was watching it um because you know when i first found you on twitter Mm -hmm. and i was like let me go on her instagram and you make sure that people who aren't familiar with this you know this area Mm -hmm. that they have the necessary information so you can't say someone didn't tell tell right but if you ever want to start a youtube that i think that's something that (laughs) a, a lot of people would be interested in
1: and that's what people keep people have brought that up so many times like you should start a youtube channel and i can barely navigate like control my Instagram when it comes to posting (laughs) content. So I'm like, I don't really know if YouTube is the best option for me right now, but I definitely am not leaving it out as an option. Um, and, and I agree with you. Like there's so much that isn't said about it. And there's so many doulas. Of course, I'm not the first doula ever. I'm not the first black doula either. And, but there's so much, there's so little that's talked about it. I think it's so important just to have that person that's familiar and personable and not just you know there's some people you ask questions and they're kind of rude about it like you're bothering them and and i just want to make sure that people feel like okay no you can ask me any question i'm happy to answer it i'll probably post a video about it i probably already have a video about it um but yeah so that's really important to me and I appreciate you bringing that option to me again it's kind of reinforcing it so I finally (laughs) do
0: it (laughs) but um, no problem
1: the last thing I wanted to say that you kind of brought up earlier was about how you as a, I guess, quote unquote, right, non-doula or regular person can advocate for doulas and still also advocate for pregnant women It's just by sharing that knowledge, like all the things that you either learn from my videos or the things that you hear, sharing that knowledge, um, even just recommending a doula in general, it, it it opens the door for the conversation to start because there's so many women where I say, Oh, well, are you going to have a doula? And they're like, well, what's a doula? So even just putting that, that nugget in their head is so helpful. Even just pointing them in the right direction, like saying, Oh, Hey, there's this person that I follow. They're a doula, or there's this company that I follow. They have doulas. Like even just that is so helpful. Even if it doesn't feel like
0: much. Definitely. I will make sure that I keep that in mind Um, I'm always trying to do word of mouth with you know new information that I find out or you know recommending people um, or their business so I'll definitely um, because this is definitely something that's very important um, and more people need to be you know aware about so I will definitely definitely make sure that you know I take my stand and my part um, and bring more awareness to this. all right ladies and gentlemen it has come to that time if you're new you may not know what we do at the end of my shows but this is my time to highlight a small black business and this week the business spotlight is going to go to michaela um so the name of her business is michaela alexis makeup artistry so she is a self-taught freelance makeup artist located in Paldosta, Georgia. Um, as well as making because she travels as well, so she provides full face applications for bridal and photo shoots. Um, she does soft glam, birthday makeup, grad shoot. She just did mine, and I looked beautiful. So thank you, Michaela. But anything that you need, she has you covered. Um, so if you go to Instagram and you follow her at Michaela Alexis Artistry, you can see her past clients repeat clients because she just, she's amazing. She does that good. So make sure you guys go follow her um, and book with her for an appointment to get your makeup done. And thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Girls on Another Level. I will catch you the next episode.